0: Spring training season is half over, so what do the Braves have left to do? From the Atlanta Journal Constitution, this is the Braves Report presented by Kroger, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black. Justin Toscano was taking a well earned week off, so joining us from Northport, Florida, is our sports feature journalist Gabe Burns, and back here in Georgia, joining us for the first time this year, AJC columnist Mark Bradley. And uh, man, the news is getting a little slow at this point in spring training. And uh, Gabe, that's probably a good sign that you got a good team.
1: Yes it is. You don't want uh, too many open jobs, right? You're one of these rebuilding teams. We saw this it was only a handful of years ago here that there were a lot of jobs up for grabs and now it's really we're talking about we're talking about the outfield, all the conversations centered on shortstop, which I think we all know what's going to end up happening there. And then you know every team's going to have a couple bullpen openings, but for the most part, it's been a pretty uh, quiet calm spring training for this team and that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, this is the time where if I'm ever interested in spring training, I kind of zone out at this point because <laughs> college basketball tournament's starting, you know, and it's just like we all know who's probably going to be on the roster, give or take, one, one or two names, and it's just they're playing games that don't matter for another few weeks, and I can do without
0: those usually. Well, if you've been zoning out, stay with us for the next half hour. We'll get you up to date on everything you missed in the past week and set you up for the next week, including where the Braves stand right now and the questions they still have to answer, plus some updates on Atlanta's rotation. Has Vaughn Grissom already won that shortstop's job? Has everybody adjusted to the new rules and how the World Baseball Classic will affect the Braves? If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome aboard. Please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Braves report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution presented by Kroger. Go digital and save even more with Kroger. Create an account on the Kroger app or website and start saving big with exclusive digital coupons. Visit Kroger.com slash sign up to get started. All right, now we're recording this on Sunday afternoon before the game against the Pirates, but we've seen a couple of weeks of spring training games by now. Gabe, biggest thing that stands out to you at this point? This team is really good,
1: Uh, which we already knew. But again, it goes back to really what we were just talking about at the top of the show here is there's just not that many jobs open. You kind of know what you're going to get, right? I think everyone's excited to see a full season of Michael Harris. We're obviously excited to see Von Grissom, or at least curious. I know there's plenty of skeptics out there about him. Uh, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, these guys, you, you know what you're going to get out of them. So you look at this team, and really the question is, are they going to be able to win this division again? Shortstop is obviously, you know, there's going to be some drop-off defensively there. We're going to see how Vaughn's bat plays, but It's a really – the NL East is going to be awesome. I mean, if you told me they had three 90-plus win teams, I wouldn't be that surprised. All all three of these teams, they have star power, they have depth, and, you know, that's the kind of thing that I guess is not a super fun, necessarily, spring training conversation because we're looking more big picture and we're looking at the season and there's just – but frankly, I mean, there's not that much to talk about down here. I mean, the other day we were asking Snit about Forest Wall, so – that's kind of where we're at right now with some of these guys. And that was a, the game yesterday. I mean, you had, you had like 10 pitchers, and most of these guys nobody's ever heard of, and they're going to be you know, continuing with their lives somewhere else soon enough probably. So I, that's really, as Mark laid out, that's really the, the point of the spring that we're at, and people are watching college basketball, and NFL free agency starts tomorrow. So right now we're just kind of getting through this, and I think everyone's getting closer to being ready for March 30th.
0: Mark. Besides uh, knowing Forrest Wall was on the team, have you learned anything in these two weeks? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, but again, I,
2: I I know that Ian Anderson has walked eight batters already, and that doesn't sound very good. What Matt Ellison's hit five home runs or something? So. Uh, that's pretty good, but then again, how, how seriously do you take spring training stats? And my answer has always been not very. I'm really a good guy to lift the energy on the podcast here, so I want to thank you for. Uh, I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure that uh, all listeners are are really happy that uh, I'm involved in this.
0: Yeah. Well, we uh, we like do like try to hat. shoot straight with everybody here on the Braves Report, and you know it's a slow time in, in yeah. the baseball right now. Yeah. But, you know, the, the focus at this point in the in the low point of spring training, you know, it's always on the rotation, right? And, and, you know, we do focus on, you know, that battle for the rotation in spring training, which, you know, Brian Snicker reminds us, it really doesn't matter.
1: I've always said, we're going to need them all. You know, we're going to break with five, but we're going to use all of them. You know, they're, they're, at some point in time, they're all going to come into play.
0: And, and that being said, Gabe, at this point, that rotation depth may not quite make it to start the season.
1: Yeah, this rotation is really interesting to me because you could tell me at the end of the year that it's one of the three best in baseball with multiple Cy Young contenders. And I would be like, okay, yeah. You could also tell me that the Braves are like heavily pursuing a starter or two at the trade deadline because some things have gone wrong. And I would believe you there too. Like, look, Max Freed is the one guy we pretty much know what we're going to get Um He's the one kind of stable guy. As long as he stays healthy, you you feel like you can count on him. I think Strider is that kind of guy, but this is going to be his first like full full season. So you know, I, let's just wait and see. But I think that there's a really good chance that he's going to be a you know one A type pitcher, just a real obviously he's the strikeouts are insane. But I think him and Freed are going to be an awesome one too. But we'll see. Same thing about Kyle Wright. Obviously, he's been a little behind. Uh, It sounds like he'll be, you know, if things keep going accordingly, then he'll be ready for the second series of the season. But he pitched 180 innings. He finally settled in last year. Can he do it again? I mean, that's and then Charlie Morton, we've been over it. He's trying to bounce back from a year that, you know, wasn't quite up to his standards. And then you look at the other guys. Mark mentioned Ian. We watched Ian the other day. It wasn't great. He was battling. The, the command is still an issue. Uh, so we'll see. This is a guy that had a ton of early success, and he kind of got hit in the mouth last year, and now we have to see how he responds to it. And And really, if he could even just be a serviceable back-end guy, I think that would be pretty big for them. Michael Soroka, again, until we're close to actually seeing him out there, that's just a, you know, it's a it's a bummer, but it is what it is now Allard is sidelined so you're you're going through you're going through the depth there again like Snit says they're going to need all these guys but ultimately I'm I'm really fascinated by this rotation because again I could see it being an area that is the strength of the team and I could also see it being a place that Alex is looking to add to in July
0: Let's kind of start with Theon Anderson and it did feel like it was his job to lose coming into spring training but Bryce Elder has certainly made a case as well but uh, you know Anderson told us that that 2022 season was well, about as much failure as he's ever had to deal with in his career.
1: Probably, yeah. I, I think you know, having a little bit of success definitely just heighten that pressure a little bit. Um, so I think that made it kind of that much worse to go through. But um, like I said, I, I think you know, there's not many guys that just have that upward tra- trajectory their entire career. So uh, I think in the long run, it's going to be something that it sucked while I was going through it, but I think I'll be better on the other side.
0: Mark, I kind of felt like in that 2021 World Series that Anderson was on his way to becoming, you know, like this generation's postseason John Smoltz, not really a Hall of Famer, but a 126 ERA in the playoffs. How hard is it for a player who's touched the sun like that and has now slipped a long way away to get back there?
2: Well, I think it's, you know, it's a little easier because he's not very old. It would would be harder, I think, if he were 27 or 28, but... He is at the point where where you would think that he would be settling into something. I mean, given the given the upside that he has shown, and given that he seems to be okay physically, um, this is this is really all this is really a matter about how he, you know, whether or not he can pitch the way he once did, and um, you know, I know he's. You know, he, he, I know he, he got good because he developed a third pitch, and now there's some there's talk that he's trying to develop a fourth pitch. But, uh, you know, he's walking a lot of guys. and that In an era where nobody hits many singles, but they do hit a lot of home runs, you really don't want to walk people. I, w- I was mystified with what happened to him last year, and I think the Braves were too. And it, it was kind of telling that when they, they sent him down uh, in midseason, it was almost like you never even heard of him again. You, you kind of forgot he was even on the 40-man roster because there, there was no talk about him being back up in September. There was no talk about him helping out in the postseason. You know, he once he left, it was like he was, you know, they, they said, well, we hope he gets better, but we're not counting on him right now. And now they are. They're counting on him again. And, uh, you know, I think Soroka, I hate to say this because I, I think Soroka's great uh, when he pitches, but... Right now, the issue is—I mean, he's—he's he's essentially the—the the new Mike Hampton. Uh, it's a—it's—it's it's a big story when he does pitch, as as opposed to when he doesn't. I think the Braves are really hoping that he he still has something and can be really good, but I think they have given up expecting that. Allard, um, I thought that was a pretty good pickup, but he's hurt, he's hurt now. But I, I still think that they, they like him a little. They, they, when they dumped him, or, well, when they traded him, they, they didn't consider it that they dumped him. They were, getting, they were getting Chris Martin, whom they really, really liked at that time, from, uh, from the Rangers. They had not totally soured on, on Allard. They think now that even, you know, even a couple of years down the road, they can work with him and he can be something.
0: We do have a quick update on uh, Kyle Wright and his shoulder. He did face some hitters in a controlled session on Friday. I mean, yeah, I was I was competing, um, but I think at the same time, it was my first
1: first outing against hitters, so um, I think just trying to knock some of the rest off and, and just kind of feel like I'm back competing a little bit.
0: Mark, Kyle Wright's season didn't completely come out of nowhere, but it was certainly one of the huge surprises for the Braves in 2022. Are you counting on him now to repeat that? I don't know that he's going to win twenty-one
2: games again, but I, um, you know, you remember he was a big deal coming out of Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean, they that was a time where the Braves were were loading up on high school pitchers, but here was here was a college guy that they thought, you know, we like him and we think he's the best guy in the draft. And I got them; they got him win number four, number five pick. And the thing about him was that you kind of expected him to be good you just expected it a little bit sooner than last year he had he had done some good work in in, a, in the 20 postseason but you know 21 he he I think he ended up just being like a, a spot reliever in the playoffs and then last year he went 21 one games so uh, you know that you I don't think anybody saw that coming I don't think anybody was whoever saw Kyle bright uh, as when he was at in college would have thought, well, he's not capable of that. But, um, you know, it, it's it's one of those that you, when you have a big year, sometimes uh, you don't have that second big year. Uh, Mike Fultonavitz was certainly uh, certainly an example of that. And, and you know, Max Fried, on the other hand, has been, he got good and stayed good. I would expect Wright would, would continue to be a, a really good pitcher for them. I I, I just don't know if he's going to be, uh, I, I don't expect the same numbers, but I don't see any real reason why he couldn't be an excellent rotational pitcher for them for many years.
0: Gabe, is this a championship
1: rotation to you? Yeah, I, I think so. The upside is best rotation in baseball. Like, it's, it's that good, right? And it also doesn't have the risks of, say, you know, you look at the, like the Mets pairing. I mean, when you have two 40 year olds, you know, I love Justin Verlander, but. These guys can't do it forever. And there is risk, and we saw Max Scherzer get hurt last year. So there's, there's a little more risk with a duo like that, and I like New York's rotation a lot. But this rotation, these guys outside of Charlie, these guys are in their physical prime. I think that Strider obviously has room to get better if you keep getting what you've been getting out of Freed. I agree with Mark. I think Wright probably drops off a tad statistically. You know, he had a 3.19 last year, I think. But he's uh, he just he's going to be a solid mid-rotation guy for you, then that's fine. It's an exciting rotation. It's an interesting rotation. You don't have to really stretch yourself to see scenarios that they need help there, especially depth-wise, but the the absolute best of this rotation could be really, really freaking good. And when you look around at the other teams, when you look at the Dodgers, when you look at the Mets, you look at the Phillies, you can go to the American League. I mean, this rotation is right there with really any of them.
0: Now to the shortstop situation, and Vaughn Grissom has told us that he's learned so much this offseason, this spring training, that he's feeling better than ever.
1: Yeah, I almost didn't know what I didn't know. So there's a lot of things that, um like... You know, just so many things I just haven't heard or been taught yet, which is like a lot of people sometimes you just don't have that information available. And, uh, yeah, I feel I feel better than I ever have feeling combos balls these days. Yeah, so it's helped a lot.
0: Gabe, after two weeks of uh, games, is it his job to lose now?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I, I think we knew where the Braves were leaning with this before they got down here. I think it was really just a matter of is was Grissom going to essentially perform so poorly that they can't give him the job. That's how I viewed it. Uh he's been fine. Look, the defense, he's had some he's had some flashy plays that I'm sure people have seen on social media. He's had some plays that he should have made. It's not really fair comparing saying, "Oh, well Dansby would have made that play. Dansby's as good as it gets there." But Grissom, it's going to be a learning process with him. It's about getting the experience, getting the reps so I understand all that. Ultimately, like he's going to be the he's going to be their opening day shortstop and it's up to him if if he stays their shortstop, right? Well, that's another position that Alex could be looking for in July. They could give Arcia a chance. a Shoemaker, he's having a really nice spring, so maybe you know he's another guy that if somebody gets hurt, he could have an opportunity too. But it's up to Grissom to uh, to make the most out of this. And I've got a story coming in the next couple of days. I talked with his high school coach um, at Haggerty in the Orlando area, and uh, he had Riley Green. Um, the young stud with Detroit, Anvon Grissom. And he spoke really well of Grissom as a shortstop. He, he said, I don't really know where the range is, stuff is coming from. He, he said, you know, he's not going to run like for call, but uh, he's going to figure it out. And he pra- he really praised the kid's work ethic and smarts. And we've seen that working with Wash. The Braves have really pushed that. Clearly, they've been trying to help his confidence. Look, ultimately, I understand they didn't keep Dansby. They'll be Okay. I'm not sure about Vaughn Grissom as a shortstop long term. I have questions, just like most people do. But you know, they're gonna—they've been doing everything they can to kind of empower him, and they're gonna give him that opportunity. And at that point, it's up to him.
0: Mark, who does Vaughn remind you of at this point?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know if he reminds me of anybody. I, I think that I think the question with him is, you know, it, is an average shortstop good enough for a team of this caliber? That—that's, you know, that. Because I think everything the Braves do now is is done through the prism of can we win the World Series with this and uh, you know can you win the World Series with with Vaughn Grossman who is not a career shortstop but is is going to be playing there now can you win it with him at short at, at shortstop and you know I don't I don't I don't see anything that that makes me think they can't. Um, if they get to the point where they think, well, we 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 do need a little bit better defense there, uh, I'm pretty sure they can find somebody else, some other place in the lineup for Von Grissom, because uh, you know he's he's still going to hit, I think, and uh, I, I you know so I, I I don't really have a whole lot of concerns about about this. I, I think this is just one of those things that that the Braves are. are trying this and they, they have the expectation that it will work. And if it doesn't, I, th- I think it's it's probably not that tough a workaround to say, okay, Vaughn, we uh, we may
1: let you DH or we may let you go to left field.
2: I, I, th- I think Vaughn Grissom is going to be playing in the lineup for a long time somewhere.
1: And also on top of that, if it doesn't work, it's kind of hard to crush them for the way that they've handled this. I think they've handled it well, considering when Dansby leaves, and I think everyone understands really what happened there. He leaves. I mean, maybe you could go out, you could try to get an, uh, you know, one of these stopgap veteran guys like a Jose Iglesias or something like that. But there's going to be really low upside there, right? At least with Vaughn Grissom with the bat, there's some real upside. Uh, financially it makes sense especially long term obviously we know that they like to plan their books well ahead and you see what you have there and this is an opportunity to do that so you know maybe it doesn't work out and maybe you know they just they move on around and they end up having to get somebody else but I think that given the circumstances that they were in uh, I really don't mind this play and frankly I just I always like going for the upside and sure you could go with In a glacius type or an Andres type, but I I kind of applaud them just for, you know, taking their chances. They've had a lot of success with these young players, right? So I think this is the right move, even if it doesn't work out. And if it doesn't, then there will be a place for Grissom and and there will be options for them to address shortstop.
0: All right, coming up, we've seen the new rules for a couple of weeks as well. So have the players completely adjusted and we'll look at the Braves at the World Baseball Classic. This is the Braves report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, presented by Kroger.
2: What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger+. Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today.
0: The
1: AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Blustein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC
0: i right, have been telling you all spring training that uh, listeners to this podcast do get a bit of an exclusive deal to become a subscriber to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Then that is what powers our journalism. That's what allows us to, to have multiple reporters down at Brave Spring Training, but also still covering the NCAA tournament and Falcons' free agency and the Hawks' new coaching situation. And to get everything we have to offer here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you can take advantage of that special deal right now, which is... 99 cents for unlimited digital access for the next six months so go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast to read everything that we have on ajc.com get access to our fabulous e-paper and of course our newsletters including the braves report and bradley's buzz from our columnist mark bradley who wrote in uh, bradley's buzz the other day that you are starting your 40th year here at the Atlanta journal constitution this month congratulations thank you and in your uh, in your four decades here at the AJC, I bet uh, you didn't have to write the words "pitch" and "clock" in the same sentence very often. Uh, no. Uh, we've seen the new rules for a couple of weeks now. What do you think?
2: Well, I'm f- I'm for anything that will speed up what had become an unbelievably s- slow game. I, 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 you know if if you know if they want to go to Two strikes as an out and three <laughs> balls as a walk. I, I'm ready to try that because I, I just I like baseball a lot and it is it is a tough watch. It took a long time to play and not much really happened. You know we're we're in the three true outcomes era of home run, strikeout, or walk, and you know there there's just something needed to happen and and I'm I'm glad they've done this because I I, I just. Where baseball was going was that was, I think, a place that was just going to end up with it being becoming more and more of a niche sport with the people who grew up liking it, continuing to like it, maybe in spite of themselves, but they weren't going to draw too many new fans in.
0: Gabe, you've been there in person now, seen it uh, for, for a solid week. You think the players have adjusted to it yet? Or we still got a ways to go
1: it's going to be a process for some of them. I think for some guys, especially like the pitchers who work quicker and everything, you know, it's not too bad, but everyone's going to adjust to it differently. But in the grand scheme of things, it's worth it. It's worth it for them to take this time to adjust. Everything Mark said is right. Look, I'm 29 years old. I love baseball, but a lot of my friends in my age range don't watch it they watch a ton they watch a ton of nfl like everybody else they watch a bunch of nba but even though their buddy you know was covering the braves and everything they just they weren't into it and it's been it the problem was just going to keep getting worse they had to do something it had to be drastic and i i love it and i really hope that it continues to help baseball you know grow nationally grow with the, the younger audience and you know i know we hammer home that point about how they need to connect with the younger audience but it's true And I want the players to be more marketable and, you know, I I don't watch many of these talking head shows, but I think it would be great if baseball, you know, took up some of the spots that they spend talking about LeBron all the time. Uh, So I think all this, all that would be good. I think it's going to be great for the game. I think I'm pro rule changes. Uh, I'm with Mark. Anything they wanted to try, I was going to, I was going to hear it out um, because I know that some people don't like it. Some people don't like the change, but. Uh, for the betterment of this sport moving forward. I, I, I think this stuff is going to be huge.
0: It really has been a stark comparison going back to the World Baseball Classic, which is underway, but using last year's rules so there's no pitch clock. And the pace between that and the spring training games I've just got done watching the last couple of weeks is drastically different. Yeah,
2: um, I haven't gotten around to much of the World Baseball Classic. I watched about two outs last night and between basketball
1: games and and that was about it sorry i love the crowds i love how into it these you know these places are and i love how into it the players are and this is you know it's it's a good it's a good way to market baseball i think most people are kind of glued into basketball right now they're glued into nfl free agency so you know i guess the timing isn't great because everyone's just kind of waiting around here everyone's waiting for opening day but uh i I think yeah i think it's fun i think it, it it Portrays baseball in a good light um, internationally, which is always a good thing.
0: I watched more than two outs; it was more like five innings of uh, of the big uh, USA Great Britain game, and a little bit of uh, Ronald Acuna in Venezuela beating the Dominican Republic. I would love to see a real serious international baseball tournament. You know, not in spring training. It will never happen, but. I would love to see you know a World Cup style. We're going to stop our season and and we will really Sandy Alcantara, you're going nine innings. Jacob DeGrom, if you're healthy, you're going nine innings. Let's really settle this. But I'm afraid it will probably never happen. I
2: would agree with that. I I, I would I think that would be something that you would watch. Uh, and, and because even in the United States, which was slower to adopt the uh, the World Cup soccer uh, than every every other nation in the world uh i mean it's the world cup is now a big deal over here too so it's um i i would i would love to see something like that i'm not sure how they would work it out frankly i don't know whether you would stop a season in the middle or push a season back or play a world cup of baseball in december but um if they could get if they could figure out a way to fit one in i think that would be
1: pretty neat it would be awesome You know, people love watching stuff that really matters. And I think, at least in the American minds, we're sitting here waiting. Again, we're waiting for opening day. And it's harder to get totally into this because, like, if you're an Angels fan, you're going, please, Trout and Otani, just don't get hurt, right? And it's, it's really cool to see... I mean, is Otani like the biggest celebrity in Japan right now? I mean, it's it's amazing <laughs> to see the way that people uh, <laughs> the way that people react to him. I mean, it's it's cool to see. That would be awesome. Again, it's like it's why March Madness does well. It's why the it's why football is king. Like people just don't people aren't watching really spring training games. They don't get into like Hawks Timberwolves on a Tuesday night. I mean, people want to watch games that really matter. And one of those type of tournaments like that. I mean, that would be really really cool to see.
0: Mark, are you surprised that uh, Ronald Acuna was allowed to play for Venezuela? No, no, no. I, I think that's a,
2: that's a big thing. It's an important thing for him, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I think it, it's it's good that the Braves, uh, say, go right ahead. I, I, I think that keeping your players healthy is, hel- healthy is a big thing, but keep, be, keeping them happy is also a big thing.
0: And he was thoroughly enjoying himself uh, against the Dominican Republic, as he should on Saturday. And that also brings us to Eddie Rosario, who is off with uh, Team Puerto Rico. And you know, if you want to hear more about he struggled with his eye problems, listen to last week's show with Justin and I. But uh, Gabe, we've seen two wildly different versions of Eddie in the last two years. Who is he now? He's
1: somewhere in the middle of being really good and being really <laughs> bad. I think <laughs> as lazy and as a big of a cop-out answer as that is, that's the truth. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you he is not the player we saw against the Dodgers in the NLCS, but I do think he's better than the player that was absolutely horrific for most of last year. So uh, he's he's pretty much a league average player, and on this team, that should be fine. But we'll, we'll see. Again, I, I don't know how high the ceiling is for him this year, but um, I certainly I think he's a better player than Marcelo Zuna. I'll tell you that. So we'll see how it goes.
0: All right. Before we get into uh, before we get into the mailbag, y'all will fill in for Justin the Ask Justin segment. But before we get into the mailbag, what what questions do the Braves have left to answer for you at this point before we get to spring training?
1: Uh, these guys, they just need their guys to stay healthy. Assuming that Grissom's their guy at short, assuming that the outfield is mostly situated. I mean, we're talking about a bench spot and a couple of bullpen guys, and every team is dealing with something like that. So, for me, it really is just, you know, let guys get their work in, uh, as cliche as that sounds, and just stay healthy. You don't want to be short in Austin Riley or Matt Olson or something when the games start to matter. So, this team is – and, again, we've talked about it. They're in an awesome position. They're in a great position. So, at this point, you just want to kind of, you know, figure out the depth part of it, and you'll be good to go. I'm kind of um,
2: intrigued by how much—I I know the Braves have gotten an all-star catcher and, and uh, locked him up long-term, but I, I still think they're pretty fond of Travis Darnot. And I, I think that the way that the, the catching duties are divided up this year will be pretty interesting. I think that there's also a pretty good chance that Darnot plays—or or, Darnot DHs when he's not catching— and I, I I can tell you that the Braves I mean they like all their players but they really like Darnell. and they I this is the kind of guy I can see him having a, a future in the front office because they really have the highest admiration for what he has done uh, as a player and as a catcher handling their pitching staff and just as a guy he's he's he is a big time part of this this team. And I think he will be for oh, oh, beyond uh, – maybe even beyond his playing career. All
0: right, time for a few uh, questions in our Ask Justin segment, the mailbag uh, segment of the show. We have, so we've had uh, a lot of great questions here during spring training. Haven't been able to get to all of them, but we'll uh, knock a few out here. And this first one is from Chase Owens. You think Ronnie has a 40-40 season?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. He's capable of it. Um I'm gonna say no because unfortunately uh, he do, he tends to get nicked up, and he's, he's gonna he's gonna have to play a, a huge slate to get it. But gosh, he if he stays healthy, he's definitely capable. So yeah, I mean, I know this is a pretty this is a pretty boring answer, but he, he certainly he could pull it off. But if I if I had to put money, yes or no, I would say no. But you know, I hate I hate putting money on the negative. So we'll see. It's this is an interesting. Well, now you're making me think of all the interesting
2: parts of spring training that I just said didn't even exist not too long ago. But uh, I I, th- I think it, it, this is an in- intriguing year for Acuna also because you know he he's he didn't have a, a, a big year last year by his standards, and I I think he's I think he's about at the age where he's going to. Settle in and remind people that you know it wasn't too long ago we were saying this guy's the best player, uh, biggest talent in the sport. And and you know now that you know you don't have Freddie uh, Freeman on the team anymore, you don't have Danzy Swanson. You're kind of looking for you know an everyday player to to take over and be this kind of be his team. Um, I think this can be Acuna's team.
0: From Jared Odding, what do you think the deal for Max Freed will look like to get him re-signed? Uh, well, my
1: guess would be uh, he's going to be a free agent in a couple of years. And at that point, we'll really see how contracts take shape. So it, it's going to be, he's going to be, what, 31 at that point, I think. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be really, really uh, north of probably $170 million, assuming that he keeps doing what he's doing and that he's a workhorse. He's a left-hander. Uh, again, he'll have uh, several prime years left, and guys keep having success pitching in their late 30s now. He takes good care of himself. He's a great leader. Uh, he's the team's union player. I mean, there's just so many like things, like the small things that add up that make you comfortable committing that type of huge money to a guy. Even a pitcher, he has all that. So, But given where we are right now, it, it seems pretty likely that he's going to hit free agency and – uh, you know, if it's here somewhere else, he he will be compensated handsomely.
0: Mark, you surprised that Freed uh, did not get in on the uh, extension train last year? You know,
2: you you kind of wonder if Freed wants to get in on it because uh, he, you know, obviously the market for pitchers of his caliber is is way high, and you. You know, some guy like Jason Hayward, they re signed Freddie at a time, uh, Frank Wren did. He re upped Freddie at a time where they basically gave um, Hayward only like a, a bump for one more year until he reached free agency. And the reason wasn't that they hated Hayward. It, uh, it, the reason was that Hayward didn't want to lock up long term. He wanted to see what his worth was on the open market, and he saw he signed for 180 what three million dollars with the Cubs. Um, and and I think that Freed, who's who like Gabe said, he's he's involved with the players uh, union. Uh, I, I think he knows what his worth is is apt to be when he gets to free agency. And I, the only scary part about that is if a pitcher like that hits free agency, I'm not sure the Braves are ever going to be able to keep him here given their feelings about just blowing out the payroll f- for one or two guys.
0: All right, last question from Ricky Rideout. If Pilar, one of the other left field guys, performs better than Ozuna, would the Braves allow that person to make the team and play more than Marcel? Or does Marcel's contract ensure him a playing time no matter how poorly he performs
1: this is fair to keep asking about given where they are i assume he's going to be on the team opening day and they're gonna they're gonna ride with him for a little bit here and we'll see how it goes it would not surprise me if they just moved on after the trade deadline if they couldn't you know move him in some contract swap which they've already tried those and it hasn't worked for him so it wouldn't surprise me if they cut bait if he's having a bad year after the trade deadline, but for right now, I my bet would be that he is on the opening day roster and we'll see. I still personally I just I would be surprised if he finished out his contract.
2: I would agree with just about everything Gabe said. I I would think that, you know, and as for your question, the the tone of the question is that he's guaranteed a roster spot cuz he's signed to a big contract. You know, I think the Braves—they're in this to win it now. They—they they can't afford a guest out there just because he's uh, making a lot of money. If—if if it gets to the point where they say we can't keep doing this, if—if—if if, if he's not hitting, then they—they're they're just gonna—they're gonna try to trade him, or they're just gonna buy him out because they can't—you can't—you can't keep a guy on a roster if—if if the guy's not contributing to the roster, no matter how much money he's making.
0: All right. We'll go ahead and wrap it up here with our winners of the week segment, and um, we'll we'll stay away from baseball for this one because it is as we record this selection Sunday, and we do have Mark Bradley here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we haven't seen the bracket yet, but do you have have a way you're leaning for a Final Four or a champion in the NCAA tournament?
2: Um, I think UCLA is really good. Um, I uh, I think Kennesaw State can win a game, at least one game in the tournament. How's that?
1: There you go. Let's give Kennesaw State a shout out. I'm glad Mark brought that up. Um, carrying, really carrying uh, basketball in this state, it's an awesome story. Uh, I did. I went to. I went to one game there. The crowd, the atmosphere, it was really cool. So you know what? Congratulations to that program. This is an awesome achievement. Good for them. Alabama's really freaking good, and I know that there's. You know, there's a lot surrounding that program, but I enjoy watching them play basketball. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing those guys: UCLA, Houston, Kansas, all those. You know, the top top teams. They're all pretty fun to watch play. So we'll see.
0: All right, so happy bracketing, everybody, and uh, that's how we will end this here baseball show with a little bit of college hoops talk as we inch closer to opening day. Follow Gabe on Twitter at Gabe Burns AJC. Follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark Bradley. AJC, of course, uh, you can get all their coverage online. Only if you subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. Justin will be back with me on Monday. So please rate, review, follow, and share the show. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. See you next week on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.